Okay. All right. We're here. We're here. It's weird that there's no like, hey, three, two, one, your recording starting. It's just like, go. Yeah, it just comes in and then it starts. There's but, no, it can be like a little bit of music and then just nothing. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. But we're here right now on the first uh, episode of the amateur hour long Broadway podcast. I'm your host, Keegan King. I'm here with my co-host. Daniel Borden, good to have everyone, and, th- and thank you. We, we, we first off want to thank our loyal fans that have been supporting us for all this episode. Our loyal, and, and, our loyal listener. Yeah, our loyal listener for making all this possible. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Yep. And let's get started. <laughs> That's about right. So we're going to talk uh, first about how this podcast is called the Amateur Hour Long Broadway because... It's obviously amateur hour in here. We're recording on two phones. We don't know what we're doing. And we were trying to think of a wrestling term. And I was trying to think of before and afters and failing really badly. Um, and then I kind of settled on the Broadway and said, you know, it's an amateur hour long Broadway on this on this podcast because we're going to go to the time limit here. That's true. Maybe over. Or maybe this will be over in 15 minutes. Also, no one wins in this That's podcast. True. So it's it definitely, a, yeah. Everybody walks away having felt dumber for watching what they just witnessed that's true so we're talking about SummerSlam weekend since uh SummerSlam is tomorrow and today is the day of the nxt takeover toronto show so we're just gonna just basically bullshit about the 15 matches this weekend and there might be more the card's obviously subject to change that's what wwe does so the day there might be, there might be 14 matches on SummerSlam instead of 10 it's going to be six hours after all so We'll see what happens on the day of. But I guess with that, let's get started. NXT TakeOver Toronto is happening tonight. We've got one, two, three, four, five matches on the card. Four championship. And then what arguably could be the show stealer of the entire night. So fifth match. Yeah. So some fifth match. Well, let's start off with the first one. The NXT championship. You have Adam Cole Bebe versus Johnny Wrestling. In yet another two out of three falls. Yeah, I think that they've uh, they got to do, I guess, this one more just to do it for the sake of it because of the Chompa thing. So they're just going to do the cl- the classic, quote unquote, classic three three matches, and then they're going to do two out of three falls in the weird rules where the the first stipulation is different than the second one, and then when there's inevitably a third one, then William Regal will decide it. So. Oh, so okay. So, what are the what are the first two again? I think the first one is like a is like a hardcore kind of step, and then Adam Cole just wanted a regular wrestling match. That's not a stipulation. But that, yeah, that's what that's what the second stipulation is. So okay. I, don't, I don't really understand. It's just a good old fashioned wrestling match, is what they said. Great, really throwing and us then, a curveball there. Yeah, inevitably it'll go to the third one because it's the third match. They'll go to the third fall, and then William Regal will pick question mark. I don't know what I don't know what other kind of stipulation. I never I haven't thought about it too much. I was thinking maybe something that would be interesting would be if uh, they split the first two falls, which they're going to, and then I thought it might be interesting if uh, they have like a hook from the ceiling mm-hmm. and they end up strapping the title to the hook and end up oh, making like a ladder match. Yeah, and to making the third fall ladder match where they just have to go get the title to I think that would be a pretty unique thing where the in the middle of a match 
it transitions yeah. from a regular match to a ladder match. I can't imagine that's ever happened before. Probably not. And then you still have the anticipation of the, the teasing. Anything with uh, like a tables match or a ladder match, there's a lot of teasing involved. And, and that obviously um, can produce a, a wild finish. Uh, you don't have any sort of heel or face with William Regal. So I doubt it would be some sort of unfair advantage type of thing. I think a ladder match is kind of right down the middle. Too. Yeah, It'll be, I agree. I, think, I don't know. I don't know what other stuff they could do. I mean, they're already going to do kind of like a hardcore thing and a regular thing. So then it's got to be a gimmick thing. I, they could do, they're not going to have it end with like a tables match where someone gets put through a table and that would be a silly way to do the. Do you think there's any chance they do a last man standing match? I guess they could, they could do that. They could do two falls split and then end up going last man standing and just wrestle forever until yeah i mean that's that's certainly one one way to elongate it that uh, I, I hope not though the problem is that once you start getting to like the eights and the nines you're just like oh come on already right um, yeah, i don't know how long because a lot of these takeover cards i think are generally four matches i didn't look th that up to be fair but i think that they're generally well, isn't it normally four and then a pre-show or they'll do something like that or 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 something along those lines or they'll do a, a couple quick matches but they, i know they don't like to keep them they've been getting a little longer i think they've been like two and a half hours instead of two lately yeah well they they, they really try to give all of them 15 to like 25 minutes mm -hmm. like they don't have any of that those those shitty squash matches which we're going to talk about in a bit, but um, yeah, I, I feel like you can just genuinely expect good things from every takeover. It's like, it, it would be impossible to not have one if they've never had one. That's not good. Right. And I do think we'll get to it in a minute, but I do think I read, this is the first takeover, I think with two women's singles matches. Really? So that's, a, that's interesting. Especially they're going to, yeah, they're going to get, I guess, you know, about probably, I don't know, maybe 25% of the, of the card will probably go to the two women's matches. And then I assume that the, the other three will take up the other 75% of the card. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. So, so yeah. Adam Cole Bebe versus Johnny Wrestling, two out of three falls. Um, I feel like the story is either Undisputed Air is dripping in gold or none of them win. And I think that's I think, true for sure. I, I think the case has to be made to give it to the undisputed era. So I'm going to go Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Uh, and I'm going to put, let me see. Oh, it's just, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how many confidence points you put on it. I guess I'll oh, go. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a confidence points, little game every time where we just, we'll assign five through one, one through five on uh, these matches. And then um, that's how confident you are out of each match. Um, you can only put one in each slot. And then we kind of, we'll just compare our results at the end, see how we did. Yeah, and there's also money on the line because, you know, you True. can't do any sort of bet without exchanging some sort of currency. True. Okay, so I, I guess I'll go I'll go three confidence points on Adam Cole Bay Bay. Uh, right. I just think the story makes too much sense. He hasn't had it very long. Um, and I, I, you don't really feel like there's enough heat between him and Johnny to, to make this a memorable emotional win if Johnny wins it. So my I'm also going to say Adam Cole baby and I'm gonna put all of them I'm putting five on it um like you said it doesn't really matter my only fear is that my only fear is that 
what might happen, what what would be cool to happen, maybe probably wouldn't happen, but it'd be cool as if uh, Champa Tommaso Champa can make a a comeback of some kind. I guess it's Champa. I guess he says it's Champa. Yeah, so, I like Champa. Yeah, he's but he's the champ, and he's like it's Champa, or he was, you know. So. Oh yeah. Um, if he does, I don't. I don't think he can wrestle. But if he came out and he was instrumental in affecting the outcome, either way. Maybe he wants the belt back on Johnny so he can win the belt back from Johnny. Um, that if that happened, that we might be heading towards an undisputed era, no gold, and then uh, call up. That's true. And also, you have to remember when when Stone Cold Steve Austin, the whole reason he got over is because when he hurt his neck, they had to figure out a way to make him relevant without you know getting him hurt. And so he just started doing like, all these antics and antagonizing um, during his recovery. And that's what, you know, got him so over with the crowd. And, you know, I could see Ciampa doing something like that. But, you know, he has to know that he's eventually going to come back. You can't have all that. And then it'd be for nothing. Right. And I'm just curious if they're going to, if they're going to actually, if they would do something like that and they would have them end up losing, have Johnny end up winning, have the era end up losing and then making some kind of surprise at, SummerSlam to get some buzz, you know, if, if like, um, if during AJ's match with Ricochet, uh, the club comes out and they start, you know, fucking with Ricochet and then Undisputed Era come out and they get into this big old brawl between the OC and the Era, that would build a ton of buzz going into, you know, Raw throughout the rest of the summer. And hey, then, what, you know, they- can you imagine Adam Cole Bay standing next to fucking Luke Gallows? I would love to see Adam Cole uh, lay his hands on AJ Styles, though. That would, yeah, be, that would be great. Be a hell of a thing. And I can see that AJ Styles is involved in every feud. We're good. And it's gonna it's gonna have to happen eventually. I just I don't know if it's too early at SummerSlam or they'd want to wait because they they'll probably end up blowing it off at WrestleMania. But they could always they could always start the the feud here and then blow it off at Survivor Series or something in November or even hold it off until. Uh, you know, and and it might make sense to kind of get a lot of buzz with AEW coming in October to generate buzz for Survivor Series in November to have it be like AJ versus Adam Cole. Yeah, because you're you have, if you're going to try to compete with the indie darlings. You have to go with the indie darlings. Right, that would generate a ton of buzz if it was like you know three weekends after uh, you know his j- j- the, you know New Japan friends just had this big show on the second or whatever. And it's like the young bucks versus whoever. Um, and then immediately you just kick it over and have it be AJ versus Adam Cole. Either way, I think Adam Cole is going to win not to draw it out too long, but yeah, I like, I like the idea of that. If they lose, that might be the, it would be great. Okay. Well, moving on next is the tag team championships. The uh, current champions, the street profits versus the undisputed era. I think you and I are both on the same page again that if Adam Cole Bay Bay is winning, then the Undisputed Era would be dripping in gold. Um, so one thing Profits. also, one thing too to note though is that both these championship matches are going to happen before the Adam Cole match. So it's yeah. interesting. Like if 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 uh, Roddy wins the North American Championship and then Undisputed Era wins the Tag Team Championship, does that make it too obvious that Adam Cole is going to retain? I guess that's a good point. Because they might, they could then they could do the swerve and have it be, you know, Roddy wins, uh, O'Reilly and Fish win, and then 
Adam Cole loses and they're not dripping in gold because he blew it and then they start up a, you know, different program there. I don't know, something like that. I I thought that, like, the more um, obvious uh, scenario with those characters in that that way is is, um, Roddy doesn't win. And because he already had heat with Adam Cole, uh, they're just rubbing it in his face, and then he goes into a feud with Adam Cole for the championship. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, they could kick him, kick him out of the undisputed era, and then do it yeah, that way. Like, like you're not pulling your weight around here. You know, we have gold. What happened to you? And, and to be honest, Roddy's kind of always been the odd one out. It's it's Adam Cole in the main scene, and then those two in the uh, in the tag team division. He's always kind of been like the uh, yeah. the outside man looking in. So. I mean, I can make a strong case for for Roddy losing that, but I, I'm not, you know. Okay. Anyway, so with the tag team championships, I think that um, I think the undisputed era wins. The Street Profits have been getting more and more exposure on Raw, and I think they're phenomenal. I think they're so good, and mm-hmm. um, Ford is amazing. I love the energy. I don't care if he's too over the top. I love it. And Dawkins is becoming a little bit less awkward. He's getting. Yep, I agree. Um, he doesn't know what to say for 50% of the words. So he just says fam, um, which, is, which is good enough because it's good enough. Ford, Ford is there and he, yeah, you're right. He's like, he's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's so good. And I mean, I, I don't know why, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think they'll get called up. I don't know why. Cause you know, they're they, already they, sort of called up, aren't they? I they mean, are, they but show like, up on like every, yeah, but they're not wrestling. And I don't know why. Cause like the, the, the Viking Raiders are just squashing opponents every single week. Like you could just put them in a, feud right like true we want to be the best call up from nxt you know this class of the nxt call you know what i mean like they they could easily spin it to something like they don't have to have a belt to feud over but they can you know have something on the line like proving they're the best coming out of nxt true so are we both going with the undisputed era on this one too yeah i'm gonna go four confidence points on that one i i am too okay i Um, went right down the line for the the yeah this was yeah the next one was the one i didn't know for sure. So we, we'll go into the um, North American Championship um, triple threat here. Velveteen Dream, uh, Pete Dunne, which is great, and then Roddy. What are you thinking? So I got Roddy, but again, he's the one that I could see them creating some tension within. Uh, the only thing that I could see, the other way of playing out is Roddy wins it, and then he's the first to lose it, and then they could get tension in the group. But I think eventually the money match is within – um, within Undisputed Era. And to have, you know, tension, there, ha- there has to be a belt to feud over and there's got to be a reason. And so I'm still going to go with Roddy because uh, I think they want to protect Velveteen because I think Velveteen then can go after the main championship because he's kind of done everything he can elsewise. Um, and Pete Dunn, I think, was just thrown in there to protect him. Um, but he's going to be around for a long time. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going Roddy at this one. Too confident. I- how how much? Two. All right, I did. I also went with Roddy, but I I have one on that. I just that was the one I didn't know for sure, but I will go with just one there. Okay. Moving All along right. to the NXT Women's Championship match. This is Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't. Man, I don't know. I it's. I don't there's I don't think there's any possible way Shane is gonna lose to Mia Yim right now. And it just at, at this point I, I don't I don't really I'm a little just confused in general about Shayna. It, she just it, she just 
every time you think, oh, she's had it for, you know, 200 days, she's had it for 250 days, now's the time she's going to drop it to, you know, whoever. And then she just doesn't. And it's like Bianca Belair's on the up, up and up. And she's, she's beaten whatever twice. And then the next person comes in and is beaten. And then, you know, it's Io Shirai is beaten. Everyone just keeps getting beaten by her. And I, I don't see why this would be any different. Yeah, I, I, they've done, they've tried to build up Mia Yim, and I think they've done the right things in terms of like her taking out the posse. Um, but I just I don't I don't feel it. I don't feel like I mean I know the crowd likes Mia Yim and like she's good and all, but like I, I don't know she she doesn't come across as like that's the one that's going to supplant you know Queen of Spades. Um, I, and I and but but to be honest, I don't know who that is. I mean Bianca could have, but I think she could have a better story losing. And then coming back, like, you know, going back because because Bianca Belair has looked a hell of a lot better and more aggressive, even in like her, like sometimes squash matches. So you can tell the story of, oh, you know, she lost. She had to go like establish herself again, go to the back of the line, work her way back up. And this time she's prepared. You know, you could always tell that story. Um, but the person I'm pulling for eventually is Candice LeRae. If they can eventually get her, I think yeah. that he could be as big a baby face as Johnny wrestling. I just, I don't know, I don't know if this, at this point, if it's just going to end up being like a, like a, like an old page situation where she just like gets called up and, and Shayna gets called up and like wins the title in a surprise, like an open challenge from, you know, Bailey or somebody just says an open challenge. She comes out and taps her out in like two minutes and then she wins the title and then she just vacates the, the old NXT women's title or something. Cause I, I just don't. I don't know if they're going to have her. I don't know if they're going to have her leave NXT on her back. Like Oscar. I don't think exactly like Oscar. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I only, I only have one confidence point on this one. Um, Cause like, I I don't know when they got to transition eventually. I just don't know that this is the time you have, you have Shana, right? I do too. I do. And I have three on that. Okay. So last one is some fifth match, but could be the show stealer of the night. Joey Ryan's hot blonde tag team partner versus Io Shirai. Who you got? This one's hard because, like you said, like I think Candice is getting ready to get built up, but Io Shirai's also just made like that heel turn, and she's also the best wrestler in NXT, uh, best female wrestler, I think, by a long shot in NXT. And she gets some. She gets some time to do some heel stuff here. There's not really, there's not really true heels mu- much in NXT because all the fans are, you know, smarks and stuff. So it's, it's hard to be booed in NXT. It's really hard. Yeah, even Shayna gets cheers. Yeah, and she's get, she just made that heel turn. She's got that sweet new outfit, like the all black leather. Yeah, she can't afford to lose. That's what's that's what's tripping me up because she can't afford to lose. But Candice if you're going to build her up, I mean, you can have it be a great match. Like you said, it could be a show steal, a great match for Candace. And then she could lose and it wouldn't, it wouldn't kill her. But I have, I have the Oshirai win. And I think it's, I think she's going to be built up enough. She's got to be built up enough by winning this. Yeah. I got, I got Io Shirai for five confidence points. I think that Ooh, all the way. He goes, yeah. It's because I think the only way that they can supplant Shayna is if they build up another heel. Because if you don't have, they have so many baby faces, if she eventually will, and she eventually will drop it, there's no established heels. You need somebody, whether she vacates it to uh, EO 
or somebody good beats her after her, there's got to be somebody else. And, and her two henchmen are just terrible. Um, and they're not, they're not, you know, they're not what they're looking for. Bianca Belair's way too over. Uh, Candice LeRae's way too over. Like they need an established heel. And I, I think that Io Shirai has to win this match and, and Candice LeRae can go out looking great and she can still tell the underdog story afterwards. All right. That's very, yeah, very fair. I have, I have that obviously as my last, my last slot is two confidence points. I don't, there, so. I, I don't think I generally want to have five on that one, but since I didn't prepare ahead of time, that's kind of the way it turned out. <laughs> that's what happens on the amateur hour. That's what happens on the amateur hour. We expect absolutely no more from us. That's very okay. true. So that wraps up NXT TakeOver. Now let's go to the B show, SummerSlam. Let's start that from the let's start that let's from, the, from the bottom. Okay. So the fiend versus the demon. Uh for do you, do you want to do you want to do Gulak and Lorkin first? Oh, that one? Oh, oh, oh. You know what? You introduce it. All right. So in the uh in the old cruiserweight title match, we got Drew Gulak, who's real great. Really like him a lot. And then Oni Lorkin, who uh, is absolutely amazing if anybody follows him on Twitter. He's unreal on Twitter. He writes these long rambling, uh, just like tweets in all caps about the weirdest stuff about like his his mom not wanting him to become a wrestler in all caps and and just I think he's crazy. He's he's just he's just like he's just interesting. He's like wiry, scary, scary fucking dude. Um. And Drew Gulak is yeah, he's great. He's good character, really good, like um traditional kind of style, you know, and just doesn't just kind of you know, beat beat him up kind of guy, kind of headlocky, kind of chain guy. Yeah, it's um, not flashy, but it does the trick and he plays the part very well. Yeah, I, I have I actually have um I mean I have Gulak retaining. I don't I think I don't know um this it this kind of reminds me of the other uh, feud we were kind of talking about with the Mia Yim thing, where it's it's just like they're kind of just throwing somebody in there to to wrestle Gulak because he had that really long feud with Tony Nese, and they have to like move someone out and then move someone in just to challenge, just so that there's a match there. Yeah. So I don't I don't see why Oni Lorcan would would win here. It doesn't really make sense to me. So I think I think Gulak's gonna win. I put I have six confidence points on the. Uh, Okay. Out of the 10 we have here, I used my six slot on this one. Okay, so I have uh, Drew Gulak versus Onesie Lorkin, and I also have the champ retaining. Um, I, yeah, and also, I don't I don't know that I've ever heard only a Onesie Lorkin actually cut a promo. Onesie Lorkin. I, I think that WWE loves him for a filler guy. Uh, that's why yeah. he's gone from UK to NXT to 205 Live. Yeah, he's all over the place, but he's a great wrestler. Uh, it's just not going to be his time. I have uh, nine confidence points on this one. All right. All right. Works for me. What next? On to the old uh, Fiend and Demon. So I have the Fiend retaining or winning, and, and I think it's a travesty that WWE leaked that Finn Balor is going on vacation. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that made absolutely no sense. I don't know why you would do that. I mean, the Fiend's not in a position that he can lose anyway. If he lost, if he loses, the crowd's gone. It's done. It's over. Like, it, nobody is going to be able to understand the booking process if he would lose. And also, so that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the last time I can ever root for Bray Wyatt. I mean, it, I just, there's, 
Like, I've been rooting for him for so long, and all he does is lose on pay-per-view, and it, this would be, like, a, just devastating. A, It'd be – you wouldn't be able to recover from it. No. Um, no pun intended. It would, be a, it would be a nightmare, really bad one. Yeah. It, it, for his career, it would be just – It'd be over, yeah. This one's easy, I think. Um, yeah, so I have 10 confidence points on this one. That's fair enough. I have eight on this one. Um, not that I don't, I mean, there, there were a few, like my 10, nine, eight, seven, six kind of thing. I really could have, I thought I could have probably put 10 on all of them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these matches, a lot of the, the matches, they really booked into like a corner. Like we're about the one we're about to talk about the Kevin Owens match. They, they just kind of booked some of these matches into a corner so bad. That's that, like, really hard to. They're either going to swerve us just to prove to us that they they can swerve us, uh, or this is going to have the most, uh, for you know, obvious conclusion. Now, is is Finn Balor coming out as the demon? Okay, so that's up in the air. I don't think people know, but I don't see if he's going to lose. Then I don't see why he would. Now, the really interesting thing would be if he does come out with it. They're either going to give the demon a loss. Or they'll just screw over Bray Wyatt again. Um, yeah, I think it would help Bray Wyatt, obviously. I think he should the, come out in the Demon and lose. I think that'd be really good. You can't have just a gimmick of a look be the reason why you're undefeated. It doesn't make any sense. The moves are the same. He just looks really cool. But, like, it doesn't – they don't even build to the Demon anymore. They just – he just shows up as the Demon. Um, like, they, I think they had one instance where they built a storyline around him unleashing the Demon – um and channeling the demon and that, that was the last time and now he just comes out and he beats up bobby lashley in five minutes yeah and everybody and everybody always asks like if it's he had like a title fight i think recently he might have been Monday yeah, Brock Lesnar. yeah why would you not come out as the demon if that's a guaranteed win it just it makes literally no sense it's really poor storytelling so i don't know i think if he came out with the demon it would make it a hell of a lot more exciting the match um yeah where does finn go after he comes back he's gonna be he's just gonna be so far down the like lower mid card when he comes back unless everyone's super stoked unless they do like jericho style vignettes where they like are teasing a comeback and you don't know for who like per se you you kind of know that it's finn balor but you don't know for sure and he makes like some really like cool demon entrance against like he comes out in the middle of like an Undertaker match or something. I, I don't know how you build any excitement for him when he gets back. Yeah, it's it's tough. He's going to take time off, and like the, the crowd's always loving him, but he has he needs a character shift. He's too much like comes out smiling, and then and then he gets his ass kicked, and then he turns into like a a freak of nature, like just ooh, 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 and then he and then he wins, and like I, I don't mind it. Like he's a great character, and he's and he's great in the ring, but. Um, he's kind of just been their workhorse in that role for years now, you know, two, two and a half years now. And he, he just needs something to give him some fire. Cause I just don't like the smiling version of him. I, I just, it's, it's, it's too like, you know, I'm just here for, to have a good time. You know, right. I, I don't want to only see intensity when it's in a match. Right. Um, so anyways, let's move on to the prize fighter versus the best in the world. Who you got? Yeah, this is the this is just about the worst here. So, I mean, I obviously have Owens and the and they back they back it into a corner too because 
Owens is the best baby face in the company right now, period. It doesn't Seth Rollins and it doesn't matter. He's just the most over. He's stone cold right now. I think it's and he's fighting Vince's son. He's Shane's gonna eat very quick, Sunner, and lose. And they back him into a corner by doing that. You know, if I lose, then I quit WWE kind of thing. So they get you to believe in some kind of weird swerve that, you know, maybe he gets himself DQ'd or something weird. Um, but it's just, that's just not going to happen. And, and these, and in the scheme of the six hour show, um, you know, they got to have some matches that I think are going to be really quick. Obviously there's going to be one that's going to be later on. We're going to talk about one that's going to be probably, you know, 45 seconds long. This one, I don't think will be much longer. I think it'll be pretty quick. Come out squash, hit him with a couple stunners, maybe even have a beer, hit a beer together or something. Make, make the crowd real happy. Yeah. Something like that. I think yeah, Owens is gonna. I think he's gonna win pretty quickly. I've I have seven confidence points on this one. Okay, I have one, and I have Kevin Owens as well. He should, in theory, win this match. You have like, one, yeah. Because right. Kevin Owens has quit before, and then he came back. You know, Very nice, yeah. people quit all the time, and then they come right back. So I don't really buy the I'm quitting because, you know, if WWE wanted to put reports like creating inside reports that Kevin Owens is unhappy and like actually is considering leaving. So just make up like contract disputes with Kevin Owens and the company. And then you can like bring some truth to this and then people might believe it. But like, we literally saw Kevin Owens do this last year. Um, And so I don't, I think that he puts his career on the line, whatever, but he still wins and it lengthens the feud because Shane's, they address that he's not putting his career on the line. So I think like Kevin Owens is going to create a scenario. It's like, look, I beat you. I beat you, whatever, whatever. Like there, let's any stipulation that you want, I'll do it, but we're putting our careers on the line. And I think they can like stretch that out to like survivor series. Um, and I'm fine with that, but I'm only a one confident because I think it's highly possible that Shane McMahon just cheats and wins and tries to say, Hey, I won. And Kevin Owens is like, no, you cheated. I'm not quitting because you cheated. That's true, and it, it and now that I'm thinking about it too, they could do kind of that because they're obsessed with this authority thing, and they, they just love it to yeah. death. They could do something where he does lose some weird way, and he's technically is is gone, and then he you know comes out comes back like oh then they know, an unsanctioned match because Kevin Owens is no longer employed with the company. Either that, either that, or just he comes out like like Stone Cold, and he just I don't I don't give a fuck about the rules. I don't give a fuck that I'm gone, and he comes out and just you know, stuns all those like henchmen in every match, like any match that Elias has for the next like three months. He just, he's just comes out and stunners them and runs, runs away. through the, actually, like, the best thing they could do with him. There's no overexposure. There's no like dialogue. You there? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, sorry. I just I couldn't hear you for just a second there. Oh, okay. You're good. Um, yeah, I was saying that I yeah my oh, my phone like the display went off, but yeah, I think like he could come back and just just stun everybody for the next couple of months, no promo, nothing, and that would build excitement. People would tune in to see when Kevin Owens was going to show up and who he was going to stun. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you're right, that, but yeah, that's something I didn't I didn't 
consider until you brought it up of of like you know continuing it or or moving him on to be a more stone coldy guy but either way i mean i i really desperately want kevin owens to win and i want this feud to be over and i want shane to be gone and this would be great so it's more of me it's more of me my heart than my uh my brain which is a bad thing when you talk about the wwe yeah, you know what else I could see happening? If they really wanted to lengthen this out, remember remember what happened with Impact with Dixie Carter? How the entire locker room, like, rivaled against her, and then Bubba Ray Dudley, like, put her through a table, and that was, like, the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. They could do something with, like... Because now you have you have Roman Reigns, who hates Shane. You have The Miz, who hates Shane. You have uh, Kevin Owens, who hates Shane. You have all these people that hate Shane. All you'd really need is, like, for him to screw over... Uh, McIntyre and Elias and they turn on him and then it's just kind of like they finish Shane off with like a huge bang like the the, the every member of the locker room carries him out and like throws him in the parking lot or something ah, I like that we should write I'm, good. I'm all here for that all right let's go let's move on to the um, the Trish Stratus and Charlotte match that they're doing only for the sake of build uh hype i guess there's really nothing else to this besides that it's in toronto trish is from toronto so it's just a hype factory match who you got in that one it only makes sense to have charlotte win you'd rather get booze out of the crowd when it doesn't really matter yeah i mean like if, if you're gonna have and you, you have to have heels win it, it's too easy to get the crowd going for a face to win and so i'm just gonna take this as we had the fiend is gonna make people enjoy happy the prize fighter is going to make people happy. Um, Charlotte's going to make people boo. So I'm going to go with uh, Charlotte winning four confidence points. Because the only thing is if they want to give Trish a rub in her own country and they love to sacrifice new talent at the expense of legends. If they didn't do those things, I'd say Charlotte hundred percent, but just because, you know, they love legends. Uh, I, I'm going to go with four. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going Charlotte for sure. And it, it, it really helps her too, as a heel to uh, get all those boos. That's the good part is that she's already a heel. Cause sometimes they'll do this kind of thing where they'll have somebody wrestle in like a, as like a face in their home country against someone else who, or they'll have like a heel wrestle in their own, in their home country and they'll get cheered against the face who's getting booed. And yeah, then when, the Daniel face Bryan, win. when Daniel Bryan wrestles in Washington. Yeah. Or when, yeah. Or when like Kevin Owens wrestles in Montreal or whatever, when he was a heel, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just it's silly to have the face get uh, booed. So it's nice that Charlotte's actually a heel, and she can actually get boos that she deserves anyway, which it just helps solidify it. I'm going Charlotte. And Toronto's a great crowd too, so they're gonna they're gonna light it up. I'm going Charlotte. I'm I'm going ten on that one. I think okay. it's I think Trish has been like talking a lot about like th- this is the way she wants her run to end. Generally, these legends like to go out on their back. Like yeah, Batista did. Um, just go out on your back, lose to the person you want to fight in the final match of your career. Angled it over a little bit. Go out on your back. Go. You're already a Hall of Famer. Right off into the sunset. No one's gonna think any different of Trish Stratus Mm-mm. at all, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Next, I think that one's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. But. Next one we have the U.S. Championship. We have Styles and Profiles versus Rakakit. Thank you, Christian. Okay. I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I gotta send it. I gotta send it over to Y2J and see if he wants to listen to our podcast. Yeah, give us the rub. Uh, yeah, so- please. Um, 
Yeah, who got? Who you want me to go first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. So, this one, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant just to say right off the bat, AJ is going to win. I, I do have AJ winning. I think it's going to be like a club thing. They're going to come out and screw Ricochet over. My only, my only problem again is I'm running, running from the heart here. Is then where's? I mean, a, a loss against AJ doesn't hurt anybody. AJ's the best, either the best or you know one of the best three wrestlers in the world. So a loss to AJ doesn't hurt anybody. It's just I don't know. Ricochet came in so hot with the tag team thing, then he won the title from Samoa Joe, and then he loses the title, and then he's in this feud with AJ. I just don't. I don't know what. I don't really know exactly what happens to Ricochet short of him. Short of him losing and then just continuing the feud but i have i have aj winning here maybe some cheating here how many confidence points i only have three okay i've got i've got styles and profiles as well retaining i've got six confidence points i just i think i love ricochet for cockett um but it's just a fact of the matter in wwe if you can't if you're not great on the mic and he's okay he's getting better but you're not great on the mic you're just not going to hold a belt they'll let you chase but the, the whoever need whoever's holding the belt needs to have a good mouth. It's just the way it is. Um, and 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 like he can lose and he will lose and he'll lose a lot and he'll lose a lot because he always looks good and he always makes the other person look good. And the crowd will never like him any less. And I think it's like an unfortunate position because he's so limited on the mic that I, I don't think he'll ever be taken seriously in, in terms of like main title. I think they'll take him up eventually and give him a minor feud with. Brock Lesnar when he retains um, just the same they did with Finn Balor, you know, give us an athletic guy that the crowd just loves. And you can like, he's kind of like a placeholder person. And I, I just feel like, unfortunately that might be his ceiling is placeholder feuds with a few where he wins it, but then he drops it. He's just better at the chase. So, right. and I think it's too early to take the the gold off of styles. Um, I love the fact this is the first faction they've ha- established since the new day. Like, Real fat, right? Yeah, yeah, real fat. Yeah, real. And and it's it's the right thing. It's great. I mean, it's it's the club. So the like smarks like me and you or whoever that are in the you know crowd wearing their you know bullet club shirts, which I'm I'm betting there's going to be hundreds probably in the in the crowd wearing a bullet club shirt. They're just it's everywhere, and that's it's it's great that they they did this. I think it 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 took forever, and they the Anderson gal is ready to leave and stuff and then they re-sign because of this kind of push and being with aj makes them look great and they are great they are they can talk yeah. they can cheat they, they 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 play they play the game so well um i'm really happy that they got it so yeah where you go on that one we're both on the same page yeah where'd you go on confidence points oh i had six all righty all righty so on to the uh the hugger against Ember Moon in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Who you got there? I got um, two confidence points on Bailey. I don't know. I think there's a lot of angles that people are expecting slash hoping for. Um, I think the only way that she loses is if Sasha or someone else interferes. Yeah. Um, it's not likely to happen. I, but see, I don't think that's likely to happen because WWE would rather Sasha come back and chase a belt possibly like there's unfortunately with like today's pay-per-views there's so many belts that you really can't have that many matches that don't involve a belt 
And so if you're going to have Bailey and Sasha feud, you should have Sasha chasing Bailey's belt or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's a point to have Sasha interfere so that Ember wins because then Ember doesn't have anybody to feud with. You know what I mean? So I I think like there, there's a lot of ways they could go, but they really haven't built up Ember at all. And they make her look so dumb. Um, So I, I, yeah, I got the huggable. I got, I got Bailey two confidence points. So I also have two confidence points on this as well. And this, this may be the only difference we have on this entire card by picking, honestly, looking at the, looking at the thing, I I think it's pretty clear who the rest of the winners are going to be. This was the kind of the only one I wasn't super sure on. And the only reason um, I, I just went with Ember because I, I think she's amazing and she can, she's like a little mystical and can do some kind of promo work. I don't think Bailey's any really any better on the mic. No, I think Bailey's, I think Bailey's worse in the ring. And I think it's, I think this is a, a shot where they might, they might just do one of those. This is kind of babyface versus babyface too. It is. So I think the crowd will be kind of behind both of them. And I think it just, to me, it makes sense just to just to give Ember a, a try, give her a run, and see what she can do. And and the way this these titles are anyway, they rotate between the same four people every like one month. So if it doesn't work out with Ember, then Bailey can win it back at whatever the hell the next pay per view is in September or whatever. Um, or uh, they could they could just move Bailey over or do whatever. Have I, and it's it just generally it just it becomes the same kind of challengers. It's just. It's like Alexa Bliss and Charlotte and, you know, those two are in every title match for any title all the time. So I think if you if you want the belt off Ember, it'd be really easy just to strap somebody else, Bailey or whoever, back with it. But I think it's got to be time to give, like, some kind of new new blood that, like, the title, I swear the title, I'm just thinking back, I don't, I'm not a great, um, I'm not like a great title historian. A lot of people that. Uh, what's wrestling with or like title they can run the title back for like 10 years but i feel like that the, both both this and the raw title have basically been on pretty much consistently been on bailey sasha becky or charlotte or bliss those five people pretty consistently since the since the titles were introduced i don't yeah years ago has it even ever been anyone but those five people i'm not, did Naomi Uh, Naomi yeah that's true it it, but it's just it's those five people just and not not to give them any discredit because those are probably just about the best five but Ember is now here and she's amazing she's as good as Charlotte probably one of the best three wrestlers anyway I think that was a long-winded answer to say I think that you you got to try to give Ember Moon a try and like freshen it up and she can put on some great matches with everybody Give her some promo time. She might, she could get a "you deserve it" chant out of the win. I don't know, something like that. That's that's. I think that's going to be our only difference, and that's. I, I went, I went Ember for two. Yeah, and you know, I don't think I have any titles changing hands, and so that if there is one, that's probably the biggest or, or the best bet to change. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, looking looking at the rest of these matches, I don't have a. I certainly don't have another. Um, I certainly don't have another title change in anywhere else, so no, it could happen. We'll see. I don't. That's it. Should be a good, good little, you know, nine minute, nine minute match or something. Probably. 
All right, moving so, to uh, Raw Women's Championship submission match. Not that that's any different because neither of them have a finishing move that isn't a submission. True. So that was a useless stipulation. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. Very true. I guess back, Becky has the backsploder or whatever, but. The backsploder is not a finisher, though. I guess, yeah, I guess it's a SIG move, so. What's weird is Bailey to belly. It's it's literally nothing. It, and she she delivers it so like sideways. If you just I want to see like a side by side of Big E and Bailey doing belly to belly suplexes side by side. I just want to see those so bad. It's it's just weird. She just like lifts them up and then just like puts them down and then Cold yeah. yells Bailey to belly. And then and then and then it's just over and it's like I I don't it's it's the least satisfying finishing move I think in all of WWE. I, I could see that. I, I might agree with that. Can you think of a more a more unsatisfying finisher? The only the only one I can think of that I don't love, and it's just because of the way this dude wrestles, is the Haluva kick for Sami Zayn. It's just like a bit. It's like a big boot in the corner. Yeah, and that's it. And and he hits people with like the blue thunder bomb, which is just a terrific move. Yeah. And they just like, oh, you hit them with a blue thunder bomb, they kick out. You hit them with another one, they kick out. But then you hit them with a big boot in the corner, and they're dead. Yeah, they, I don't think there's a lot of logic behind finishing moves. Like Ember yeah. is easily the best finisher in the entire WWE. Um, that might be true. It's I'm trying to think. Yeah, that eclipse is incredible. I've never seen anything like I, that. Movie. I could just watch it over and over again, and it never gets old. You're right about that. All right. Well, anyways, let's move on. So the man verse uh, one of the members of of the heart foundation uh, there's thousands i can't keep track uh who do you got uh yeah so it's got to be becky it's this is just a this is just a i don't know this it we've been talking about it for the whole time here it's like it's just another like fill-in feud that they built in three weeks natty's great she's been around for whatever 20 years or whatever she's really good really talented it's just it's just a, it's a filler match and there's there's one, there's no way they're going to take the belt off the person they're putting on the cover of their video game. No, the belt. No, no way. So that would be absurd just to begin with. Two, it wouldn't make any sense to be on Natty. And three, it's, uh, you know, Becky's the entire face of the women's division, let alone the video game. She's just on, she was on like ESPN, the magazine or whatever cover the other day. It's like, she's the face of the women's division right now. Although, it, it. although it is interesting that they put her against Natty, who's from you know Canada, and so you're going to have basically a face versus face match again. Yeah, that that I was just thinking about that too. It's it's that scenario I just talked about where the heavy baby face is probably going to end up getting booed a little bit anyway, Becky, because of the Canada thing. But it's also Toronto, and like I, one thing that I never really understood is like. Natty's from Cal- uh, from Calgary, which is the complete other other <laughs> side of Canada, but they're from the same like country, so people like treat it like same. yeah, she's Canadian, great. But that's like saying that you know John Cena's from Boston and I'm from uh, I'm from Los Angeles, but I love John Cena because he's American like me. I'm like no, dude, I I love somebody from Los Angeles. But I don't love him because he's from Boston. But well, I guess I don't know. There's just not a, as many Canadians anyway. Yeah, but it's kind of like if you're if you're from the United States, what state are you from? And then if you're not from the United States, what country are you from? 
Nobody right. asks, what city are you from in Canada? They're just like, oh, where are you from? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm Canadian. And you're like, oh, that's good. That's good enough. I got, I got a one of four shot. Where you're from. The way the Canadian thing boils out. So she may not get all the cheers and Becky's still so over. I think it's, I think anyway, I think it's Becky. I went Becky for uh, five confidence points. I have Becky as well for seven. I just, it, it doesn't really matter who she's fighting. She's not losing. And I don't, I gotta be honest. I don't see any sort of credible heel to take it from her. Um, I, I think they're kind of waiting for Rousey to come back. Everybody's going to speculate. And if it doesn't happen now, then if with each passing pay-per-view, there's going to be so much more speculation on when Rousey returns. Um, and, it, you know, when she finally does, it's going to be, it's not going to be a surprise anymore. Dave Meltzer will have something to say about it. Yeah. That's for- do we, do we, I guess, I guess we still love Ronda Rousey. Is that, is that where we're at? I mean, like she, when she left, she was like a, a borderline heel. She was an outright heel when she left. She was getting yeah, she started to cut more skating promos and yeah, Becky was so over that they couldn't have two faces. So they had to make one of them a heel and it wasn't going to be Becky. So I guess we don't like Ronda. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I guess it's just such a, it's like a, like a spectacle kind of thing. It's like, Oh, Ronda Rousey's here. Great. So we'll cheer her. And then people will just settle back down as soon as she, you know, fucks Becky out of the belt or whatever. If that were to happen, we'd all settle right back down and be like, wait, we don't, we don't, we didn't like her when she left and she also just screwed Becky over. So I guess she could come back as just a outright heel again and then try to run up the card. But I don't know if that's what Rousey wants to do or, or what with her. It's very strange how they botch comebacks like all the time. Never think, of every that. Somebody, think of every time somebody comes back from a hiatus, they just like come out and they cut a promo and they're like, I'm back and I'm coming for that. And like, why don't they ever? Why don't they ever have people come back and like attack and like like disrupt a real match? Like anytime they have comebacks, like Dolph Ziggler's wasn't bad when he came back, but he didn't like disrupt the championship and like alter the conclusion of a big match. He just like came back and attacks attacks somebody on a random night. You yeah, I mean? they, like, they don't do they don't they do two things bad now. They, it used to they used to like like Jericho. I mean, he's just the best of all time, but he would just have those like you know, three month long vignettes where you had no clue what was happening. And he was gone for like years at a time or like when he first debuted and they did the whole Y2J thing. Yeah. That's so impactful. That's one thing. And the other thing is that they don't do like run-ins anymore. They used to do so many more. Like I think that first day Jericho debuted, I'm trying to think that was like 20 years ago yesterday. It was against the rock. Well, he came out and the rock like buried him in a promo, which was fine. Everyone was pumped. Jericho was there. And then, Obviously, The Rock buried him into the ground because it's The Rock. But I think he came out later on that same show and, like, fucked with, like, a title match finish. Late, like, in the main event, he, like, came back out and, like, messed up with somebody's, you know, feud. It was, like, Stone Cold or somebody. He came out and messed with him. That's, like, great. You you make an impact. You, you, You know, you come back after a hiatus. Like, Ronda comes out, like, you know, cuts the promo or whatever, and then, like, Say, say, like, you know, would be all right or interesting or something is if, like, Ronda came out when, you know, like, when Charlotte was fighting or something, for example, and, like, made Charlotte lose to Trish, for example. Trish, like, rolls her up because Ronda's out there, and Ronda, like, gets in Charlotte's face, and then Ronda comes back out and, and fucks with Becky. Then, then I kind of like what Ronda's doing there. Yeah, she needs to disrupt. Mm-hmm. She can't come back and, like, be smiling and people like, we love you. We're so happy. Like she has to disrupt when she comes back. It's the only way that makes an impact. 
Charlotte can't. Charlotte and Alexa Bliss cannot be your only two heels in the entire company. That's very true. So we're on the same page there. They can both play great baby faces too. Yeah. Um, They're just like right now in a position where it's like they've just been the same character for years now. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the worst thing here. Yeah, this is just. All right. So. Yep. It's uh, Goldberg. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love it? Wouldn't you love it if Dolph Ziggler just super kicked Goldberg right when he was going for a spear in the beginning? <laughs> just what? Just super kicked him when he goes for the spear, hits him with the zigzag, yeah. and pins him in ten seconds. Yeah, wouldn't it be the most amazing? Like, think how much more interesting Dolph Ziggler would be if they did that. That would be so great. I mean, and the I bet you the fans would cheer, even though the fans are like in love with Goldberg for some unknown reason. The fifty-two-year-old guy who's never had a who's never had an eight minute long match. He just blows up all the, even in WCW, you'd have one minute matches. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be nice? I don't, I don't understand what the mystique is of Goldberg to begin with. I think the entrance. It's just the entrance. Way. Yeah. There's literally, there's literally nothing to him. He can't do anything. I think I know exactly where you're slotting uh, Goldberg's win in at. Um, I, have it at eight. Five. I have it at five. Five. Yeah, I'm I'm only saying that because, like, I think with my heart, I want Dolph. Like, think of the promos Dolph would cut if he won this match. Yeah, it's true. Him just bragging about beating Goldberg, just shitting on him. Oh, it'd be the best. And then, like, yeah, give, like, Goldberg his redemption at another time. But, like, like, a feud is not this guy, you know, said three negative things about me in a promo, and now I'm going to come kill him. Like, I I don't know. It just – just make it interesting. Like, give him something to work with. It would Not- be great. It would be great. I mean, it would be so good for Dol- yeah. Dolph deserves stuff like that, too. I mean, he's been around for God knows how long, and he's an amazing seller and all that, too. And it just would be nice, nice little wrinkle in it. I, I mean, I have Goldberg for nine. I think it's going to be yeah. – I think it's going to be about a 40-second squash, sadly. And and they're going to have to because I, I, this probably isn't even all the matches that are going to happen. And they're going to have to have a few squashes. Like, they can't have everything be a 15-minute match. Not that Goldberg could even go for 15 minutes. Right. It's shocking that people were, were, were surprised when his match with The Undertaker was bad. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I, didn't, I don't – yeah, instant classic between two 55-year-olds. Yeah, like, 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 they can't pick each other up. They don't have the strength. Undertaker's dead weight, 275 pounds. Like <laughs> – what 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 other fifty two year old is going to be able to pick that man up? I, yeah, I don't. I, that's, that was so silly. You think those guys are in the like weight room, like benching like four hundred pounds? Like no, it's a whole mess. That was a whole another mess. A whole different, just a horrendous mess. It, it's it's weird. This like redemption trail they have to have him on. I guess yeah. they figure like Undertaker will get his redemption by not really wrestling you know, in a handicap and a tag match. And then Goldman can just beat Dolph and Dolph will just make him look really good and he'll sell a bunch for him and then he'll just win anyways. Yep. That's, and it's just, it just, it really just seems like with all like the scrambling and the new hiring and all this stuff. And like the, re- I've been reading about like rewrites constantly and all this stuff. It just seems like they, uh, yeah, it seems like um, they just have, they have like, four or five good feuds and then they're just they're just doing absolutely anything they can to sell tickets it's like bring back trish bring back goldberg who, 
who the fuck knows? Hulk Hogan might come out in the first one minute of the show. Be like, you know, I always loved SummerSlam, brother. I don't, I don't know. It's like, that's where this is heading for me. That's what it feels like in my head. There's match, like something stupid, like Hulk Hogan could be coming out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called dumb match. Number one. Um, That's true. So, all right, we'll move on to the WWE championship. Kofi mania versus Randall Snorman. Oh yeah. Randall Keith. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have Kofi for four. This is another one of those matches. Well, to be fair, this match had a build, but it was basically a 10-year-old build. But it's basically a just a, another just fill-in for the current champion in a quick feud where he basically picked his own opponent and was like, oh, I have a beef to you know, fix with you from 10 years ago, which the story's okay. Randy Orton's been pretty pretty vile heel. He's I like that he RKO's everybody all the time willy nilly. I mean that still really isn't hasn't gotten old to me. Just hit anybody whenever he'll just hit you and it's great. I just don't I don't see what what they would possibly be doing by giving Randy Orton a run at this this point in time, especially with Kofi. It's I mean it doesn't he could win it on someone else, but not Kofi. Yeah. I have uh, Kofi as well for eight. Um, I think this actually is Kofi's defining feud. The problem with all face belt holders is that they just kind of like every heel feels like a placeholder because they never build anything up with a true story. This is a built-in story that even WWE couldn't fuck up. And so I think that this is his biggest feud. And because of that, I think he has to win it. It's the only thing that'll make his title run memorable. I think back to AJ's dominant title run name his major heel feud like he didn't have one he feuded with Shinsuke that was giving him low blows and I think there was like a Rusev you know what I mean like you can't even name like his his feuds because nothing was memorable this is his defining feuds but I could see them giving it to Randy Orton because they might want him to carry the belt into Fox with the deal I I did read that that they were saying they want to you know like a bigger face yeah, and it really wouldn't surprise me, like, to do something dumb. Like, I, I do think, like, there's a good story for Kofi to lose it and then crawl back and win it because, like, you know, Randy buried him last time, and then he could, you could tell the story that he buries him this time, and he's like, look, I told you you weren't good enough. I'm the brand holder. I'm the title holder. I'm carrying us into this new deal. I'm, you know, it's on my shoulders, my back. Like, I told you, you're stupid. You're pathetic. You're not worthy. And then, like, then you could build the redemption story for Kofi to come back and take it from his oldest one. Like, the Daniel Bryan one felt good, but you were kind of drawing parallels between their careers. Whereas, like, this one is, you could say, like, you set me back, you know, 10,000 paces last time, and I had to crawl tooth and nail, and now this is it. And you could save that feud for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. That Yeah, that's why I, I kind of... I, I only went four there just because... I just, I don't know. I don't know for sure that it it makes no sense to put on Randy Orton, but like you said, it reading all that stuff, it, it, and if they did put it on Randy here and he carried it in, it would kind of probably be, I would guess like this, I would think that this is around his last like shot kind of, he's like 40 years old. I I don't think he's going to get into too many more feuds where it, it like makes sense for him to possibly win. I don't don't know how many more even title shots he'll get really in his career. So maybe he does win this one and then Kofi wins it back. And then he kind of, you know, floats around the upper card for 
a little while longer and then he just kind of you know you know roll rides into the sunset right into the hall of fame and then he can he can just be around you know he can come out and they can always use him he's good enough wrestler he's just i mean he's very good in the ring it's boring but good and it's just i don't know so this could be how many how many titles does he hold how many times it's got to be like, like 12 it's a lot 12 or 13 something like that see the thing is and another thing I, you just don't know where vince wants to put him in the all-time greats like true you know in terms of like they're probably one day going to have Cena. I, see, I don't know. You think they'll have Cena take over Ric Flair's title because now they're tied at 16, right? I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think they ever will. I think they're happy. I think Vince is happy to have those guys be the 16-time guys. You can, see, so you can make the argument that Vince will create this arbitrary ceiling where like, he'll let guys get up to 16 and then that's it. You know what I mean? I so If that's the case, Randy at 12 or 30, you assume Triple H will get there. Randy at being only 40 something, you know, he could easily get there one day. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's just the way the WWE's book nowadays. Like if you look through like a raw from like a raw results kind of thing, or like a title title lineage kind of thing back in like 98, 99, one dude would be champion like three times in a year because there were so many, there was so much talent. It would be like, you know, it'd be like stone cold loses it to whoever. And then like, uh, immediately gets it back, you know, a month later, and then Mankind gets it for a second. Then The Undertaker beats him, and then The Rock beats him, and then, you know, Bret Hart beats Stone Cold. It's like the, the talent level was so crazy that everybody could just be champion. Anybody, there was like there was like 10 dudes who could conceivably be the champion any night. Everyone was believable as a champion all the time, like Jericho, all these dudes. There was so much talent. But nowadays, it's there's not, there's one guy, and then there's like three dudes chasing him, so you don't, you don't, you get to see, generally speaking, you get to see either runs that last a really short time and they never get it back or runs that last overly long. So I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to even see another, like, I don't think we'll ever even see another, like a dude right now who's got two or three or four won't even ever get to 10 because the, the belt just doesn't change hands like it used to. Yeah. They try to create prestige around it by, you know, if you just play hot potato, then it doesn't mean as much. Right. Um, I get that, but like, I don't know. If you knew there was going to be more title changes, I think it would entice you to tune in every night. They're trying to separate the pay per views with the regular shows and make like the pay per views must see. If you want to see titles change hands, you have to. And then every once in a while, they do title changes um, within the Raw and SmackDown episodes, but it's rare. You're right. I wish they, I do wish they did it more. Like, you know, I think people they thought it, there was a chance. And yeah, and I and I, I, I've talked to you about this before too. Is just I, I love, I love like dudes that the the crowd like just they get they get behind them really quick, and I'd love to just see them get rewarded with a title, even if it's a even if it's a one month like run. I I just, I just love to see like a dude just get the belt and then they can, they can lose it in two days. It doesn't matter. Just it, when someone's like on fire, just get, it's not that big of a deal to to give them the belt, leave everybody happy, and then have him lose and people are like oh no is he gonna get it back and then you start it up again it, it's really quick and easy to just have like you know like yeah. back when christian is like my second favorite wrestler of all time and back when he won it when he like beat del rio or whatever in that ladder match with edge's help after edge had like retired from the neck the stupid neck thing he's got he uh christian won it and he got like the crowd was 
I mean, the crowd was legitimately insane. And then I think he literally lost it the next day on Raw. I think he had it for one day. The crowd was so happy that he had won it. He was like 38 years old, and he won the title with Edge's help, and everyone was super happy, and then he lost it in one day. But we were still happy for a second. At least at least give us happiness for a second is all I ask from the WWE. They just don't, they don't like to do that. It's just, like, unfortunate. Like, you don't have to have this, like, you know, we're either really happy or we're just, like, silently disappointed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, way to make it where we're just like angry with like certain outcomes but they don't get there with us it's more just like uh like they get groans from the crowd i guess there's it's really tough to get legitimate heat these days people are too knowledgeable like right about that it's you're either like like they paid it off by having like becky and kofi win or kofi and seth or whoever kofi and seth win on the same at wrestlemania or whatever and so we're super like pleased with that because they they paid it paid off what we wanted and we're happy. And then, then like the next few pay-per-views, you're right. You just, you watch it and you're like, well, that was, uh, you know, that was a C plus show. So yeah. I watched it. I, I spent my time watching it, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. Not- I watched it. Yeah. I just watched it. And that's, it's shocking too, because like with, with like a television show, right. If you watch a television show and you're watching it and like, you know, you're, you know, you, you just got hooked a new new show you're like sweet this show's awesome and then you get to like episode eight and you're like well that was a not so good and then it's episode nine you're like okay it's what's happening here it's like 10 11 12 it's like uh, i'm just gonna be done watching the show if it's gonna be like this i'm i'm not gonna spend an hour of my time to watch it but as a wrestling fan you're like so invested about what like could happen and then it just doesn't but we still watch it it's it's, a, it's an interesting it's an interesting like psychology lesson in in how wrestling gets into people's heads because you just if you're silently disappointed after three pay-per-views in a row if you were silently disappointed in the last you know the the last three episodes of stranger things i I just not i wouldn't watch the show anymore i would just quit watching the show yeah i mean how it happens um i mean i think they're definitely losing it's it's tangible the amount of people that they're losing uh, every week but I think like even these C, B and C pay-per-views, like I, I didn't, what, what was the last one again? Extreme Rules? Extreme I, Rules. I, 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 I can't even tell you what happened. I actually, <laughs> truthfully, I honestly can't really either. I really don't even know who was feuding with who. Brock cashed in on Seth at the end. And other than that, like, you know what I mean? Like, and that was a month ago. Yeah. And the, and the best match I thought on that card that I can think of that sticks in my head that I still remember was Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman brawling all over the arena. Oh yeah. Absolutely. One, one for nothing. They brawled all around the arena for nothing Two, They're not, neither one of those guys even on the card. And I think Lashley might be hurt, but like those two guys who I thought had like an outstanding brawl, both aren't even, they wrestled a match for nothing and they're not on the card. It's like, okay, so cool match guys like that was great i'm happy i'm glad i watched it but why cool what's the point it's like the uh current andrade Rey mysterio feud neither one of those guys on the card right now and they're feuding and they're having the best matches by far on the weekly tv just it's, the it's match last week was, that they give those matches to us for free that i don't know if you watch raw on monday but that match was incredible i did it was amazing. That match was amazing. Neither guy's going for anything. 
They gave away an amazing match for no result. It happened, and then neither one of them are on the card. So what? I don't. I don't really understand what you're what you're giving us there. They're just. They're trying to placate the immediate crowd. It's the only yeah. way that they can keep the immediate show good. They have to give you something, and they're either going to give you crap, or they're going to try to make up for crap by giving you something good. And so, like, I mean, I guess they they kind of book themselves into a corner because there's just so only so many things that can be feuded for. Um, like they, they, they told the story of like, you know, um, Andrade took Ray's mask off at the gauntlet. So like Ray was trying to seek retribution. So, you know I mean? They, they tell the story properly, I suppose, but there's just only so far they can go with that. They're not going to do a hair versus mask match right. off the table. And nobody would believe it if they did. Cause they're never, I don't think anybody ever believes that they're going to take Ray's mask away. Right. And they're not, and they're not, not. it'd be the worst thing ever if they did. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but they just, this, it actually, I'll tell you what's interesting. There are no triple threat matches in this whole card. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. No tag matches either. It's, it's 10 one-on-ones, right? This is the reason why it feels so many people are left off the card is because there are, there's 10, there's 10 one-on-one matches. There's 20 matches and that's, or 20 people and that's it. Yeah. And, and, and for 10 you know, you could easily have another like five to seven people. Yeah. Fatal four ways, you know, five person ladder match. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that you could do, but everything's just like a normal match. It's just, you know, I get that it's like a gimmick pay-per-view, but it doesn't have to be a gimmick pay-per-view for you to introduce like a stipulation. Like the only stipulation is a submission match between two women that only have submissions. It's very true. Yeah. Also true. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, all right, we, well, let's, we can, let's we can, yeah, we can bitch and moan about WWE all day, but we already hit our uh, hour-long Broadway here. Let's just Broadway. let's finish up with the Universal Title: The Beast versus the Beast Slayer. Um, who do you got? I have one confidence point on Brock. I imagine Brock's going to win. I, I, this is so stupid that they're doing a WrestleMania rematch. I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with Brock. He's just going to be here forever to be a draw to be this spectacle and it, it, I don't know. I don't, it makes no sense that Rollins would beat him at WrestleMania and then lose to him in the way he did and then beat him again a month later. Then it makes Rollins. I mean, he's just, he's just a, some kind of insane giant killer. He beat Brock twice in six months. I think they're definitely, and Brock's around now because he's done with the UFC. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think Brock is going to win pretty much for sure, but I just, I just don't know. I don't, this is one I just don't know. So I just, I, I want to just put one down on this one. Yeah. I have three on the beast and I, I, I agree. Like, I just don't see how you have brought cash in and then lose the very next pay-per-view. Like what was the point of him getting the, the money in the bank belt? So yeah. he could win, so he could win, win the title for one month and do nothing with it so that he could give it back to Seth. Yeah. Like, and then when like, they bring Brock back, what are they doing with Brock? Then it's Brock's just, comes back he doesn't he he doesn't fit he doesn't fit anymore if he doesn't have the title right now yeah exactly and but the 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 problem is then okay so you move seth down the car like what does seth do after this does seth go battle with aj more for the the universal title that's a possibility for the for the u.s you said yeah the u.s title sorry um i guess i guess he could i mean they just feuded over the universal title i guess now they can feud over the u.s title but you're right. Like the problem with like they need to give more guys hiatuses, hiatus I, 
Hi, 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 in order to like, just give him some time to cool off. Like if Seth's always in the title picture, then it doesn't really matter which one he's in. He's just like always there. And like, I know, like, how do you have 20, like 30 guys on the roster and one guy always in the title picture? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like they've got all these guys that could could contribute. Like in the old days, I mean, they don't have Stone Cold and The Rock and Mankind and Jericho and Undertaker and stuff, but they have, you know, they have good people. They have, you know, they have Seth and a whole gluttony of people, Kevin Owens and, you know, even like Sami Zayn and all these guys, these like good wrestlers that are just around that, but they pick one and then that's the dude. So it's just, it's just a year long hunt. And then two, basically two guys hold the title every year for the whole year it's happened the last like six years it's been like one dude holds it for like you know 200 days one guy chases it he wins it he holds it for uh, you know 150 days somebody chases they win it they hold it for 200 days this other guy comes back Seth comes back in the picture wins it 200 days it's just like uh you're right it's like a steady stream of the same 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 shit forever yeah and and the only way that certain guys move out of the title picture permanently is if they just like retire or they just leave. Mm-hmm. Like John Cena had to leave to not be in the title picture anymore. The Rock had to leave to not be in the title picture anymore. And then The Rock came back and he was right back in the title picture. And then he was just like, I challenged CM Punk to a match. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we could always, we could always, we could always bitch for 40, 40 minutes about the uh, overall, overall booking problems. But that's our card anyway. Yep. So we will tally the vote. 10 bucks on this. I mean, a hundred, obviously, because we make so much money from our sponsors. Yeah. Our sponsor, our sponsors are everywhere. There's too yeah. many. I'm going to have to go back there and put all these ads in and it's going to make the episode like, cause we're at, we're an hour and 15. It's going to end up being like two or three hours because of all the ad uh, reads I got to do. Yeah. It's going to take some time. So, well, thanks for joining us. This, this episode is sponsored you by me undies. Uh, they're the best undies in the business Send us undies, whatever. I don't know. I'm currently wearing the undies. There you go. So, See, we better get sponsored. Well, we will. Uh, we'll be back for a recap show after SummerSlam, and see you next time. All right. See ya.